1: Welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I am here with my producer, Chad Ellis, hello, and hello. my partner, Bo Matthews. Great Happy to Thanksgiving you.
2: to you, boys. Yeah. You, good, do you still have turkey breath, do you? <laughs> well, I don't. Stuffed full? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, have you had tofurkey? Yeah. Yeah. Ha- have you? No, I Ooh, have I've had tofu as meat, and it's okay. Okay, so what
1: do you do yeah. as a vegetarian on Thanksgiving?
2: Like I eat what? dressing. Okay, I eat macaroni. Okay, and that's it. Tofurky is a thing, tofurky. right? And it looks like the softball. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had turkey and dressing it like a traditional? Yeah, okay. Yeah, before yeah. you became this, yeah, before I came pescatarian, <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> try okay, so the you're, tofurky. You're
1: not a vegetarian. No, you're pescatarian, yes. which means you will eat fish. Yes but not
2: any other type of meat. Correct. Got it. Try the tofurkey. My wife, she's a vegetarian, loves it. And it really does. I've tried it. It tastes like turkey and dressing. It's pretty amazing.
1: Macaroni <laughs> and dressing.
2: That's it. Yes. That cranberry? Was
1: your, that was your plate? That was what was on the plate?
2: Yeah. No cranberry? I feel no. like there's more apple options. Apple pie. I mean, if there's it's, no available, available, there's if no it's meat available. There's no
1: it's meat available. in there. <laughs> <laughs> you well, guys, anyway. Uh, you can't you, turn down apple pie. Are you guys pie. green bean casserole people?
2: No. Yeah, I do it. I mean I hate I don't have my stores. wife make it, but
1: it is it's always there. Thanks. I don't have her <laughs> make anything for
2: the record. I just, I didn't mean it's to sound like me. a chauvinist there. I, I she has she has made it. I but don't think anybody was thinking you were sounding like a chauvinist. It's not my favorite. I yeah. have her I ever do my laundry and have have her cook my No. Now you do, but you, <laughs> did, you didn't before. <laughs> she loves me.
1: Uh, well, thank you for, again, this is, uh, we're actually, this is a gun show, guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. No, this is vegetarian talk with Chad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a great show on tap for you today. A little bit later on, we are going to talk to Megan Turnbow. She is a uh, a hunter, and, you know, of course, it is hunting season. Had a great talk last week with our buddy Tim Shelsvick from Drury Outdoors um, about hunting, you know, rifle seasons in full swing, uh, if you want to go back and check that conversation out, you can do so on the Radio.com app. You can download our podcast there on the Radio.com app. You can stream the station 24-7. You can use the Radio Rewind feature, which means if you're listening to live radio on the Radio.com app, you can just rewind it if you want to hear something again immediately, just like if you were watching television on your on your DVR. Uh, all you have to do is favorite the station, and then you have access to all that stuff. So you go back and check out that conversation. Uh, but Megan. Not only uh, deer hunting and sort of the traditional stuff that we talk about here in the state of Missouri, but she's done some... Big game hunting.
2: She has for America, for North America, for sure. Um, had her, you know, a TV show she was on for many years, um, and I've known her for years. And she's my go-to when I yeah. have questions. I mean, her and her husband are just fantastic uh, people, good Christian people. And I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy talking. Yeah, to she her.
1: was on a show on the Outdoor Network for many years, and she has um, hunted a bear and buffalo and alligator. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, looking forward to having that discussion with Megan Turnbow. Uh, coming up in a few minutes right now going to start the show as we always do with our good friend Aaron Tarlow the owner of Southern Armory it is always great to talk to you my friend how you doing and they you have to turn him up there you go Chad's 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 still sleeping. Uh, we apologize, Aaron. Too um, dressing. Yeah, he's, yeah.
0: He's, the trip to fans and the dressing?
1: What? He, has, he hasn't recovered from the Thanksgiving meal. Uh, you weren't turned up there when I said hello. So I'll say it again. Aaron, hello. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you, John?
1: Uh, I'm great. It is great to talk with you. Um, so I wanted to, before we get into this hunting discussion, I wanted to ask uh, uh, Bo and Chad a question. I know Aaron knows the answer, so I'm not going to ask him. I'm not going to ask him, but I'm going to have him explain it here in a second. But do either of you know what a ghost gun
2: is? Are you familiar with the term ghost gun? I'm thinking Ghostbusters with the backpack connected <laughs> to.
1: No, that's not it. No. Chad, we've talked about ghost guns before on the show. It's been a long time, but well, then you know.
2: No, really. Out.
0: I mean, I seen an article about an AK-47 ghost gun, but I was right. like, okay, what? Okay, so
1: there's my point. You are you saw an article, and my prediction is is you're going to start seeing many, many more articles. Ghost guns are the new low hanging fruit that many of the uh, gun grabbers on the left are going after. Kind of like we saw with bump stocks, and then suppressors, and uh, weapons of war. Yeah, that's a good term. Yeah, exactly. High capacity magazines. Uh, now there's been a, a focus on many on the left to outlaw ghost guns and aaron can you um uh let everybody know who doesn't know what a ghost gun is please
3: sir
0: yeah so uh, a ghost gun is a firearm that has no serial numbers and the reason it has no serial numbers is because it is made by the end user the end user is the consumer and there's already uh, some existing uh, restrictions that people may not be aware of uh, we 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 educate them when they come in the shop. So like, what is a ghost gun? A ghost gun could be uh, one of these like home-built revolver kits. That's like a black powder style uh, revolver or rifle that you get to get, you put together, you know, you buy the kit, maybe they're about a hundred, 150, maybe $200, some of them. And it comes with all the parts you need, but you have to fit the parts and finish the stock and, and put everything together And um, now you have a homemade rifle Mm -hmm. or a homemade uh, handgun. And now, with the modern way that things are manufactured, technology has uh, kind of come forward leaps and bounds. You can now um, do similar things with AR style rifles and uh, the AK patterned rifles, which we were actually doing when I was in college back in 2004. kind of how far this goes i guess 2004 2005 um and then uh now you have some handguns that you can buy uh magazines fed uh handguns that fire you know center fire cartridges like nine millimeter or 40 um and uh you can put these together this would even include like your 1911 uh you know uh, style handguns where you could get the the receiver and finish the parts off on the receiver you need to finish off to make it a, a functioning receiver and then fit the slide and the barrel and the trigger and the hammer and, and all the other in, uh, internal parts. I'm not going to sit here and list them all off. Right. there's a department in 1911 um, that need to be finished and fitted. And then um, once you get done, you, you have raw metal. So now you have to take it someplace and have it finished or finish it yourself or leave it as raw and just polish it up and make sure you keep a good coat of oil on it. So this is not something that um, just anybody is going to do. Right. Great point. This is going to be somebody who's very technologically uh, and mechanically inclined. Mm -hmm. They understand how uh, power tools work and the dangers associated with them. They have an understanding of uh, what goes into the tooling. So you're just not going to take a... uh, I'm going blank. Here, you're never gonna right? just you're not gonna
1: just walk into yeah. the store, buy a kit, bring home bring it home and build a gun and, and it's right. just that easy. And Aaron, um, I know you've built a gun I know you've constructed a gun before, but this is sort of for people like you, you know, there's okay, so there's car guys that are, you know, that are that are mechanics and they love cars, right. but then there's uh, a small a smaller percentage that are extremely passionate that have a car that they're building in their garage and they take it to right. that next level and we're talking about so, that that so sort of level the, of gun collector that it has that big that that a, passion for it
0: you have a great analogy there so the guy that's gonna go build their own gun from just a box of parts is going to be the guy that goes and gets just the frame of a car and restores it from frame up right okay uh the average you know consumer of vehicles um that would work on their own vehicles like oil changes hey i'll put some different exhaust on hey i'll put a different intake on the bolt on stuff that is like your common consumer those are the individuals that are oh i want a different flash hider or muzzle brake you know i just unscrew it screw it back on i want a different sight that's just a hammer and a punch to put them on and off maybe some minor fitting with some sandpaper or a file um, but you know that's a great analogy is the serious hardcore person is already gonna have all this tooling uh, because they're probably doing stuff like you just described they're probably working on on cars um, way more in detail than the next person or they're into woodworking you know something yeah. that really requires Not- a lot of attention to fine detail. Right, but you're just not going to go pick up a kit and go. I'm going to put this gun together in an hour. It is not Legos. So my here's end.
1: my here's my point on on illustrating the kind of person that is going to build these guns. They we I've seen the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. It's been a while. We've talked about ghost guns on this show before, as you know. It's it's been a while, but the the amount the amount of crimes that are used with ghost guns is is a tiny. Tiny fraction of a percent. It's not you're not solving any problems by targeting ghost guns. It just is one of these grandstanding moves that makes you look good. They put a label, they create a name like ghost gun to make it sound scary. But you're you're not. These politicians aren't trying to solve any. They're not keeping anybody safe or trying to solve any uh uh, any any crime issues by targeting ghost guns. They're just trying to create a boogeyman and make themselves look good. I, that's my opinion. What do you think? Am I right?
0: So I, I would agree with you. There's, I would say there's virtually no crime uh, committed with these, quote, ghost guns. And and the reason I would say that is because these are people that are, are building this from the ground up, and they are— um, gonna gonna keep it like safe
2: uh, I don't know if that makes sense yeah but they're, well like the they're guy who builds
1: power the power like the guy the who builds the car he's not gonna build right. a car and then go use it in a bank robbery.
2: no it's a, he, they're right. artists they're they're, they're this right. is their hobby they enjoy this the gunsmithing right. part of it they, they these are the same guys that build their own fishing lures you know they're fly mm-hmm. fishing that's right. the same type great of point. person yeah exactly
0: yeah exactly and then the other thing too is this is just some great advice um, you know there are Parts are marked enough where they could say, "Oh, this person bought this barrel," and they know that only so many of these barrels were made, so they could go to the manufacturer and and probably run down who bought those barrels, um, and then they have a list, and then they could say, "Well, how many barrels? How many people bought the barrels in St. Louis, Mo.?" And now they have a smaller list, and then they say, "Okay, well, here's another part." And let's let's run down, you know, where this part came from and this part came and eventually they're going to spin a web, you know, where they look at three parts on a firearm that are identifiable because of manufacturer marks. And the same names are going to start showing up.
2: So, if the goal right? is for the the gun grabbers, as you put it, or, or the the gun haters, uh, if if they want to truly make America safe again, mm-hmm. and they want to get these guns off the streets, mm-hmm. we can pretty much clearly say that unless it was stolen, this this ghost gun was stolen from a, a guy who or a gal who's a ho- a hobbyist and wants to do this. It's probably not being made by the bad guys in their basement. Correct. I would agree. Yeah.
0: And, and a lot of these individuals that are making these firearms themselves, uh, they will mark them up uh, with, um, it's not really necessarily like a serial number, but their own, uh, basically it is a serial number, but it, it means something to them, and they'll put their name on it or yeah. something like that. Um, and, and they go to these laser engravers and have it done. I've seen it done where they've come in with the finished product, you know, with their own logo and their own, you know, model number and then serial number, you know, one, um, Mm -hmm. and they have us, you know, finish it with blueing or Cerakote. Like
1: a, like a, like an artist who paints a picture. Um, and you know, they, they, they sign it. Um, uh so this is this is just something this is my prediction uh this is what keep an eye on this but this is going to be the new thing that you hear a lot of people talking about it's going to be a new buzzword that the left is using uh to you know to to target uh something and keep this whole you know gun grab situation in the news but it's just it's just a bunch of grandstanding uh, when you see it, it you is. know that now you know. Uh, and if you if you want, if you all you know, you can always ask us. You can always ask Aaron. Go to the Southern Armory Facebook page if you have questions about things like ghost guns or you know you want to know the truth on things like that. Uh, make sure you go to the uh, Southern Armory Facebook page and and uh, Aaron can answer questions there. Aaron, we only have about uh, a minute to go. Uh, tell us about what's happening at Southern Armory, how they can find you, all that good stuff.
0: So we still have a bunch of specials going on this weekend. Uh, so you can come in or check our Facebook page. Uh, We've got a balloon pop. We're giving stuff away. And then don't forget Cyber Monday still coming up where you can get half off on classes. So uh, stop in, see us. We're located one mile east of two seventy forty four ninety nine zero one 9901 Watson Road and SouthernArmory.com.
1: SouthernArmory.com. That's Southern Armory. .com. And the Southern Armory Facebook page is a great place to keep up with Aaron. You can watch him build a gun. You can watch Aaron build yeah. a ghost gun right there uh, on the live stream on Facebook uh, on the Southern Armory Facebook page. Uh, Aaron, thanks so much uh, for uh, for checking in with us, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again next week, my friend.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: You bet. All right. got to take a quick break, but when we get back, we are going to talk to Megan Turnbow, the Huntress. Uh, we're going to talk to her about not only it being rifle season here in Missouri, but she has killed buffalo and bear and alligator, and I can't wait to hear all of her stories. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. But one thing you will learn is that with Chad on the music, you'll never know
2: what you're gonna get there's no way to predict i'm planning on having conversations with chad because i got some gun songs that i think he might and that's, this is, is not a gun song
1: there is no way to predict what he's going to play. It is all over the place. Black Sabbath is great. Hey, you can't argue with
2: Black Sabbath. I didn't miss. You're an anomaly.
1: (laughs) He is. He is. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis. And uh, as I mentioned in that first segment, uh, we're going to spend a large part of today's show talking about hunting because, you know, it's that time of year. Uh, Rival season is in full swing in the state of Missouri, and uh, we're going to talk to our guest Megan Turnbow here in just a moment, but... First, Bo, tell us about the sponsor of this fine segment. uh,
2: The hunting sponsor is Razorback Armory on Manchester. It's a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. Check out their website, Mm RazorbackArmory.com. Great guys out there at Razorback. A great place for you to
1: go if you're looking for some firearms. I got you covered out there. Uh, Now, like I said, we are uh, going to bring in Megan Turnbow. Uh, the huntress, Bo's uh, uh, friend, and uh, we've um, uh, we've we've been talking about you, Megan, before having you on the show. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you and your background because uh, you've hunted a lot of stuff. <laughs> thanks for coming well, on. Great to meet you. First
3: of all, Tony, Bo, thanks for having me. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And I do hunt a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've uh, hunted deer and turkey and bear and alligator, buffalo, you name it. And I love to hunt. I still have a few things on my bucket list, like Africa and a grizzly bear, but um, they're on my bucket list, so I will get to them for sure.
1: So, uh, when we were talking earlier this week about having guests on this show, a little behind the scenes here, um, uh, Bo was was t- was telling us about you when we were talking about what a great guest you would be and have you on, and um, we checked your Twitter. I think it was I think it was Twitter, maybe Instagram to to you know. So I could Stalker. learn a little bit about you, and you know, and kind of see. And you had just made a, um, a a post that said, "I wish I was in Florida hunting alligator." And I was like, "Yep, we need to talk to me." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, you know my my. Uh nickname is HMR I know that you guys I know Bo knows what that is but high maintenance (laughs) redneck so I am definitely that you know I always have my nails and hair done but when I'm out in the woods I am serious and I'm ready ready to hunt and I do wish I was in Florida right now not just because of the weather here but just because I love gator hunting
1: so so tell us about that tell us how you got into you you know hunting in general but then also but then also how you uh, were able to, you know, take that to the next level and, and go for some of that bigger game like bear and alligator and all that other stuff.
3: Absolutely. So when I was a young kid, and it, I know uh, those – Um, fathers and mothers out there with young kids and they still want to go in the woods. Well, they're not quiet. Well, at least these days, you know, they have an iPad um, where Mm. they can keep quiet. But when I started, they didn't have any of that. And my dad had no choice but to take me out in the woods. And really, ever since then, I I just love being a tomboy, being out in the woods, hunting things, hunting rabbits and deer when I was younger. And um, when I got older, I started using a bow. So I'm pretty proficient at a bow. I All my Bears, all my turkey are with a bow. My buffalo was with a bow and arrow, and I, I, I really love that. And one time we were out bear hunting in Canada, and just so happened there was a producer of a show called Archer's Choice um, there, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, you guys, my husband and I, are." great hunters, and we would love to add you to the show. So we were on the Outdoor Channel for about 10 years, so we were pretty blessed in that um, we were able to go on some hunts that uh, we probably normally wouldn't have been able to go on um, through that show, and it was a great, great experience to to be there. You know,
2: it's not unheard of for women to be hunting, but if there's a woman out there that, you know, has a husband that goes to deer camp and does, and I know a lot of deer camps are just the guys getting together, but as a female hunter or huntress, if you will, um, how would you encourage women that are interested in going and being a part of this experience, how, how would you get them to bring it up?
3: Well, it, to, for me, it's easy because one, I wouldn't let the guys go without me because I wanted to hunt. So a lot of times, Bo, I was the only girl in... Uh, deer camp or bear camp. And it's kind of funny because some of the guys would go. "Mm hmm, Yeah. And so I'd target shoot with them. Hey, let's target shoot together. And I'm telling you what, I'm pretty good at it. So I think I built up my respect for that. But for other women, you know what, there's so many women that love um to deer hunt and hunt in general look me up on facebook you know let's get a hunting group together and we'll have a girl hunting camp i've done hmm. so many of those wow. um eagle lakes outfitters in um illinois or osceola outfitters if you want to um gator hunt you know we can get girls together and uh, and hunt ourselves if um the guys don't want to
2: hunt. after you us. get your nails done right
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My <laughs> nails have to get
2: done, no
3: lie, and my hair.
2: So there you have
1: it. <laughs> M- Megan, you mentioned bow hunting, and it's it's interesting that that has just sort of uh, organically been brought up a, a couple of weeks in a row now. Um, last week, we talked to our friend Tim Shelsvik, who is with Drury Outdoors and uh, the Thinking Woodsman podcast. And he, even though now it's rifle season— He's still going out with his bow uh, because he' it's, it's just his preference to, to, to hunt with his bow. Um, and I'm, I'm hearing that more and more from uh, especially experienced hunters. do you prefer the, the bow hunting over the, the rifle hunting when it comes to you know things like deer and, and why?
3: Absolutely, I prefer using a. I use a compound bow. Some people, um, depending on their preference, um, use other kinds. But I use a compound bow, and I definitely prefer it. I One, do a show
1: with a compound bow. <laughs> you I, what? I that's a bad joke. Yeah. I said I do a show with a compound bow. Yeah, oh, nice. That was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go right ahead. You,
3: he maybe. is a compound bow. <laughs> uh, you know,
1: complex. Maybe. Um,
3: roof <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was terrible, it was terrible joke. so anyway yeah absolutely using a bow to me is more challenging um you have to be super still and super um confident and you the animal has to come closer and the animal has to be broadside and be perfect in order for you to harvest it um correctly so i like it because it's a close-up experience uh with the animal my first bow kill no lie was um a huge black bear Mm. and he was 10 yards away and um I, I was by myself. It was just right after my sister passed away. I was in a tree. I needed to be with God out in the woods by myself. And I sensed the bear coming, and the hair on my neck just stood up. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a bear. Hmm. And it came in, and um, it was a 10 yard shot, and I shot it perfectly. And it was so oh. exhilarating. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that. And it was the biggest bear in camp um, all year. You're so, right to, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> To me, it was just the the best experience. So definitely, I prefer um, using a bow,
1: yeah, Megan, I don't know how much you you uh, keep up with like the Missouri uh, uh, conservation stories, but there was one last week that caught my eye about um about bear and the bear population in the state of Missouri. And, you know, bear in in Missouri is not something that you usually think of. But this article was talking about how not only um, there's there's a couple it was a couple animals. There was feral hogs, uh, which is a nuisance and and something that needs to be addressed. Uh, Elk, the elk population in Missouri is getting larger and larger. And they're talking about possibly uh, having an an elk, a, a very short elk season, maybe next year or even the following year. Um, for the first time and maybe ever in the state of Missouri, but also with the bear population on the rise, do you ever foresee a, a time when you might be able to go bear hunting in the state of Missouri? Have you, have you heard anything about, about that?
3: Oh, absolutely. There's so many encounters with bears lately. I know the population is growing, so I would love to have a bear season in Missouri. With regard to feral hogs, they should just have that open season anytime because they're such a nuisance. No
1: kidding. They can
3: be so mean. Mm -hmm. And with elk, yeah, I heard that. I heard there's going to be a draw. I heard that also if you get drawn, you can't draw again for 10 years, but... You know, um, that's okay. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So I really, really do hope that we can start hunting all of them in, in Missouri. I won't have to travel so far to to get awesome game.
2: Well, speaking of so. traveling, though, have you gone to Texas for, or, or Arkansas for uh, uh, hog hunting?
3: I have not, but I go to Florida. When oh, I done alligator it, the, hunt, I hunt hogs as well.
2: Wow. And don't think, so. I was trying to explain something to somebody the other day. They really kind of, they, they run in swarms, don't they?
3: Oh, they do. And you know what? Um, They're meaner than heck too. So you have to be really careful. You have to hunt the wind, um, dead downwind, right? You have to hunt that and um, sneak up on them. Their nose, just like a deer, is amazing. They get one whiff of you, they're gone. Um, But if you get in the middle uh, of something you you just have to be really careful because they can be very very mean
2: were you in a truck a vehicle or something like that Swamp oh hugging? no
3: i i hardly I, I don't hunt out of vehicles i i spot and stalk a lot of the time so we just we'll, we'll drive around and if we see some we'll get out and we'll spot and stalk them that's
2: cool. all, yes. i told you so, she was a badass yeah i
0: know that's
3: alligator hunting i've gone in and gotten yeah. alligators that we've harvested so i i'm That's the redneck part
1: of me. I want to hear some of the uh, of the alligator stories. We got to take a break here in just a minute. But um, is there you mentioned that show on Outdoor Channel? Um, I know it's I know you guys aren't filming it anymore, but is there a a place that people can uh, can find the old shows anywhere if they want to go back and and see the shows and kind of see some of these cool hunts that you've been on?
3: Absolutely. Um, if you type in Archer's Choice or www.archer'schoice.com slash Megan Turnbow, you'll see a bear hunt right there uh, on, on that um, URL, and you can definitely um, get DVDs, and they're still out there.
2: Very so. cool. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, the uh, one conversation that her and I had uh, several years ago is, you remember the story of the Minnesota dentist shot Cubby the Lion in Africa? Yeah. And I, I, I went to Megan because I knew she would know something about this, and she spoke so eloquently about it because a lot of people had confusion. Why, why do they even do these, you know, big game hunts in Africa? And you explained that that's sometimes their only source of income to get fresh water or electricity or whatever, Right.
3: You're, you're right. Uh, the major source of income from, for people in Africa is big game hunting. Um, and besides that, um, y- you have to keep the population of the animals down and you have to keep them harvested. However, with that dentist, I mean, he had a guide that was guiding him. He paid to guide that person, um, that dentist to, to get this lion. So, um, you know the fault there. I I don't um I don't blame the dentist on that. I blame the guide. The right. guide should always know. Yep. Um. But definitely, it's it's awesome to go to Africa because you do help the country there um, with big game hunting. Yeah. Plus yeah. you give you donate the meat, so they get meat as well.
1: Right. Right. So that was a win-win. Yeah, that was very controversial. Go yeah. ahead,
0: Chad. They never talk about that's the thing they never talk about. How is important to big game hunt in right. africa as well as the benefit to big game hunt in africa it's always oh they're killing they ki- they're they killing this lion
2: they're right. killing this elephant and you're spot a, on and then you're they give right. them a sweet name too oh yeah. it's cubby the exactly. lion or like <laughs> mustafa his twin brother right uh. mustafa
3: oh <laughs> you know it's like really right. you get the facts yeah. and then you'll understand how it helps the the you, country
2: go ahead, well before we go to break I, uh, is there an animal you won't hunt that that if some if somebody said hey we're going to go skunk hunting or uh, we're going to go polar bear hunting. Yeah. Is there anything that you... An
3: no, like I an can't endangered think spe- of anything. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would imagine if there was like some endangered species that oh, there was only, course. you know...
3: Oh, of course, no. Something like but, that, but anything that I can get a tag for, yeah, let's do it. Told you. You I, know? Like I told you. I told
2: you she was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
1: Alright, we are going to take a quick break. we got plenty more to go. We're talking uh, hunting with Megan Turnbow. I want to hear some alligator stories. <laughs> what kind
2: of boots <laughs> are you wearing right <laughs> yeah. now?
1: So uh, don't go anywhere. You are listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Be right back. I told you, Bo, you never know what you're going to get when Chad's playing the music. Now, this is your, this is, you're like delving into Bo's.
0: Background, no, here. no,
2: no. I'm just saying <laughs> this is kind of cool because you know, Bonnie Raitt, rock star, yeah. uh, Megan Turnbow, uh, Huntress. I mean, they're rare, they're yeah. not, they're not uh, exi- uh, you know, uh, extinct, but they're rare, right? Right, right. Uh, you never know what the music you're
1: gonna get with uh, Chad Ellis on the Wheels of Steel here on <laughs> Second Amendment Radio <laughs> and the Great Outdoors, Tony Colombo here with. Uh, our producer, Chad Ellis, and my partner, Bo Matthews. And we are continuing our discussion uh, with Megan Turnbow. Megan, if people want to... Um, we talked about uh, the uh, the Archer's Choice, the the television show, and how people the, the, from the Outdoors channel, how people can go back and check out the episodes of that that you were on. Uh, do you have any um, uh, social media or websites or anything like that that you want to uh, let people know about if if they want to see more about uh, the hunting that you've done?
3: Oh well, you can all, always Facebook me. I'm on Twitter some but Facebook is is the main source so Megan McKeith and turnbow go ahead and uh, friend me or message me and I'll be happy especially the ladies or youth you know get get in touch with me if you have questions on how to get started youth how to get started there's several programs in the area like Mm -hmm. naps hunting program which is kids need a place to start um there's missouri kids unplugged which is right um in um heading to hillsboro so there's there's a ton of different things to get the kids um into hunting and even shooting like the arnold junior shooters so um i'll be happy to answer questions with regard to that
1: you know it's such it's such great advice to have people go to those types of organizations to get knowledge about taking their kids out into the woods for the first time, even if you're somebody who's been hunting a long time. Um, you know, it's still different when you're bringing uh, a, a younger kid, uh, you know, for the first time. There may be even things that maybe as an experienced hunter that you're not. You know that you're not thinking about when you're taking those kids out for the first time So to get some professional advice is is I think um, a great idea. I know everybody has sort of a different uh, Idea on when is the right time? Do you have an opinion on? Like the appropriate age to start bringing your kids out into the woods and introducing them to the hunting lifestyle
3: Well, you know what it really depends on the kid Mm -hmm. each kid is a different so Um, like my step grandson, Colin, he's six, he is so ate up with hunting and fishing. We can't go anywhere without him wanting to go with us. Um, and honestly, like when we went alligator hunting, he got an alligator last year at six years old and he smoked it. He was amazing. He also (laughs) shot a coon out of a tree, you know, with assistance with us, you know, from us uh, guiding him and such, but he is eight up with it. So Mm. it really depends on the age. Um, I recommend the hunter safety course, of course. And then, um, if you're going to pistol shoot or anything, making sure that you have the right supervision um, to make sure that that safety is first and foremost. So again, it really depends um, on the age of the person sure. and and their um, not their age, yeah. but how well they
1: they're how mature they are. Yeah, you know you know your kid. You know what they're what what they can right. handle and what they
2: can't handle. Yeah,
3: exactly. Right. Exactly.
2: Does your th- uh, Does your step grandson uh, wear camo to school all the time?
3: Oh my gosh, he is so up with it. Yes, he you're, does. You're welcome, Grandma. And he wants a bow. He, he for Christmas. He, he already has a little cricket gun, but no, he wants to deer hunt. So <laughs> we're getting him a a, a bigger caliber that's gun great. for that. So.
1: that's great. So you you mentioned uh, the alligator hunting a couple times, and uh, so that's I, I mentioned that in the last segment. That's I want to hear a, a, a story. How did you how did you get into alligator uh, hunting, and uh, how does that like, what's the process when you're out there to, you know, to find and, and kill an alligator? I would imagine that you're putting yourself uh, in a little more danger than somebody who's sitting in a a, a tree stand hunting a deer. Uh, how did you get into it? How does it work? I want to hear the whole story about hunting alligator.
3: All right. Well, I'm going to put my feet up here on my desk and talk about it because <laughs> so amazingly fun yeah so it is i wouldn't say it is dangerous but i call it more adventurous because mm. oh my gosh the adrenaline is like no other so um we have been gator hunting where we walk through swamp that's up to our chest we've walked uh, we've used um airboats to get to places to look for gators but our most favorite is walking through the swampland and and we have a gator call, it's a distressed baby gator. So when you have that call, mama gators will come to that call to try to save babies. and the the male gators will come to that to try to eat them because it's it's invading their territory. So mm. they're very territorial.
2: And you're in there so- wearing waiters.
3: Oh, no. I'm usually in knee-high rubber boots, and if they go above the knees, then, you know, you just walk through it and keep on going. You get wet. (laughs) <laughs> um, so it just, really, it just really depends on where, you know, if, if the, if it's flooded or what, we just have to go where the gators are. Right. So what we normally do is like, we'll have the cameraman and then we'll have our guide. His name is Happy Kemper at Osceola Outfitters, if you're interested in going and we'll set up on like a tree stump or a bank. And then, um, the person with the call will go, you know, up. A little ways um, by the water, and turn on that call. And when you turn on that call, you also that person uh, splashes the water, which makes it sound like a baby mm-hmm. just in distress.
2: I don't want that job. And
3: oh my gosh, it is so amazing! You'll see gator heads just pop up and start swimming toward that call. And so what we do is set up and we wait, and then um, for you know wait for a shot. And the shot is in the eyeball. We have to shoot it in the eyeball or right behind the head. You can do like underneath, it's called the scoots. The scoots are the bone that goes all the way down the gator. If you shoot that scoot, it'll ricochet right off. Mm. So you have to shoot him in the eye or behind the head in the soft spot. I have shot one with my bow. And I shot it in the eye at 20 yards. It was pretty amazing. I have some pictures of that. And I was like, woo, yay me. That was a nuisance gator. It was it, one of my smallest. It was nine foot, but um, but my, anyway.
1: Nine uh, foot is a my yeah. It was a nuisance. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it, that was a nuisance, nuisance gator, but my biggest one's been um, almost uh, 13 feet.
2: Wow. So. And do you have a pair yeah. of boots from the gator you shot? Not yet. Come on. I need to
3: find a bootmaker. I know when I was filming, I always said, Mama needs a new pair of
2: shoes. (laughs) You know,
3: I need a I I need a purse or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, I need to find a bootmaker. But I do have this beautiful leather in the shape of a gator hanging in my office. So I love that.
1: I'll tell you what, if I ever find myself gator hunting,
2: I'm I'm holding a gun. Um, (laughs) And and, and And I'm not going
1: to do it with a a bow and arrow. What
2: do you hunt with? Uh, You said a bow and arrow, but as far as a firearm, is it a long gun or is it a a pistol?
3: No, you can do either, but I have um, this Thompson Center Pro uh, Hunter rifle. Of course, it's pink and black because I'm HMR, um, but it's a, it's a center shot. It's a 204 Ruger. So people think you have to shoot this high caliber, you know, to, for an alligator. No, you don't. 204 Ruger is like a varmint round. Um, you can shoot um, coyotes with it, rabbit, whatever, with yeah. it. Um, but if you, it's about the shot placement, shooting it in the eye and being accurate.
1: We're talking so- uh, hunting with Megan Turnbow. Megan, we only got a few minutes left. What's the biggest animal you've ever killed
3: um it was a buffalo um Mm. in oklahoma and i i was testing broadheads for a company at the time so i shot it with my bow and arrow and um man we had meat for the, in the freezer for a good year wow. and it was delicious.
1: <laughs> what do you have against rifles, Megan? <laughs> I don't. I really
3: don't. I just love the opportunity of getting close to animals that you think, you know, oh my gosh, they could eat you or run you over. I don't know, I'm an adrenaline junkie and I have my game face on and I'm I'm just I I'm not scared. I just I just love it so much. I just love the the um adrenaline rush from it and the and, and it's hard it's not easy so yeah. i i just like that no as it's well.
1: it's a great it's a skill for sure and i'm sure that Thank those you. are just sharpening your skills doing that
2: when oh. uh when my my wife and i would watch naked and afraid sometimes they have to go chest deep in water and there's gators and uh, caimans or whatever in the water uh, have you ever had a close call gator hunting
3: you know what i honestly haven't maybe that's why. Okay, I'm knocking still, on wood so, here.
2: Knocking on wood here. <laughs> right, knock on
3: wood. I'm knocking right now. But I have been in the water with gators. I mean, I remember one time um specifically where my friend Dusty shot a gator. We couldn't get the gator in. We couldn't find that gator. I'm like, really? I get to hunt next. If we don't find this gator, <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to hunt today. You know. So right. my friend Chet and I, we were like, let's go in. So, of course, I am t- I have, like, um, shorts and a tank top underneath my hunting clothes. So I'm taking off my boots, taking off, you know, everything, <laughs> getting ready to go in. And Vicky, seeing Cirulo, who is the host of the show, is like, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to go get that gator. Chet's like, I'm going to go get that gator with her. And they're like, you are Nuts. There's, gators. <laughs> there's gators up the up the the creek here i'm like oh. that's okay just keep an eye on them for us and we we'll we'll do that what so we story. dove in Dang. went underwater and of course you go down as far as you can it was mud up to my elbow you know and uh chet's like i found it it's over here so we both dive in he uh, had the head thank god i had the tail and we just pushed the push the gator up And she was so excited She was crying we found her gator So that was pretty exciting
1: Megan Turnbow we got to have you back on the show uh, Real soon because I'm sure we could uh, Tell these stories for a long long time And I think uh, we all want to hear them Uh, Before we let you go one more time How can people follow you social media websites All that good stuff if they want to see Pictures and and hear the stories About all these great hunts
3: Well find me on Facebook Megan it's two E's M-E-E-G-A-N McKeithen turnbow um i'll be happy to answer any questions you have about getting your youth into hunting or you ladies out there come hunt with me let's do it
1: megan turnbow thanks so much for your time and we'll talk to you again real soon
3: sounds good have a great
1: day bad. all right that is going to do it for another edition of second Amendment radio and the great outdoors download the podcast on the radio.com app if you missed anything or you just want to hear it again and make sure you tune in again next week for our producer chad ellis my partner Bo matthews i'm tony colombo thank you for listening to second amendment radio and the great outdoors we'll see you next weekend